0: Good afternoon. It's Lee, and what's in a lot of people's head this time of year is moving. So thank you for joining In Your Head with Lee Richardson. And as a guest today, someone that is really has a knowledge that I aspire to. Sharon McDonald is my guest and she has 23 years of experience with herbs, essential oils and nutrition. And during all this, she raised a family of five. She started off as a teacher by trade and then advanced herself, going to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition out of New York City and bringing some other certifications in, life coach, has really touched in a lot of different areas. But what we're here today to learn about is her knowledge of essential oils. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sharon. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. So, you know, after five kids, I can't imagine the different uses that you've had for nutrition and and essential oils. But tell me a little bit, how did you get into this? I mean, were you always, was this always your natural approach
1: Yeah, I have to tell you, I grew up north of Portland, Oregon, and my mom would take us down to, like, the flea market and whatnot, and we would always, always there were, you know, the quote-unquote hippies. And I was always so attracted to what they were offering, (laughs) what they were doing, and the herbs and the different things. And we would go into the Chinese herbs shop for my mom to pick up chia seeds that she was sprouting and alfalfa sprouts, stuff like that. And I would always be the one just, like, just combing the aisles back and forth, just so intrigued about this lifestyle. And friends whose parents were very into this lifestyle, I was very intrigued, and I would ask them very adult questions about why they did what they did. And it was always just kind of there, lingering. And then when I started my own family, I just found that, some of the approaches that were being done weren't fitting with me with my integrity level as a mother and I wanted to do what was best for my children and as a teacher I saw a lot of uh, medical mistakes right that were that were being made and um and ways to cope for parents to cope to help children to cope and I wasn't that wasn't fitting well with me so I you know like any reasonable adult, I thought to myself, okay, like, how am I going to do this? So that's when I started looking at homeopathics. I had always used herbs. I became more involved with herbs. And um, so then when essential oils came in, they had been introduced to me um, 20 years ago, and I wasn't interested at all. But in 2007, um, we were living in Slovakia. And I had, uh, been, I, in 2006, I gave birth to one of my children and in Austria over the border and one of, I had gotten this crazy chromosomal thing where my son's DNA got into my chromosomes and it was wreaking havoc and it causes this terrible rash and they would not give me any medication at all for this terrible rash. It starts on your legs and then it moves up to the top of your head by the time you give birth. And I was a miserable mess and I scratched all the time. They were hives. It was it was terrible. And they were like, we don't give any medication to pregnant women, so you're going to have to find another remedy. So that's when I started going to all my friends saying, I need a salve. I need something to put on this, this natural so people were making me poultices out of everything you can imagine, right? And I was using this to kind of aid myself. But then some a pharmacist at the Apotheke there um, in Austria, in the little village where my son was born, he told me or she told me, have you ever looked at essential oils? If you put just a little bit of peppermint, it can calm the skin from this. And I was like, oh, So I took that to my girlfriend, and we put that in this, you know, creation she made for me, and it really relieved it, and so that was my first experience, but then one year later, I broke the fifth metatarsal on my left foot, and... um, the, the doctors were like, this will heal really fast. Don't worry about it. Um, we're just going to put you in a cast, give you some heparin shots so you can get back to America. It was literally two weeks before we moved home to America. And I got home and the doctor's like, yeah, yeah, this will help. So all of June, all of July, all of August and into September, it still hadn't healed. And the doctor in, in September said, listen, We're gonna have to put a metal pin in this foot if you don't, um, if it doesn't start some sort of spontaneous healing. And so, I had had a girlfriend tell me in July, did you know essential oils will help your body start doing what it needs to do and create the circulation in this area to cause it to, the bone to fuse together? And I was like, whatever, I don't want your black voodoo magic. So so that was in July, but in September, I remembered her comment, and I called her up and I said, okay, I want to know what this is. I have nothing to lose, but I keep having this deep impression that I should not allow this surgery to happen. And um, so I started trying it, and I used Helichrysum. And this little essential oil comes from a teeny, teeny, tiny flower about the size of your pinky, fingernail if you look at your pinky fingernail it's teeny tiny and it's yellow and it literally is one of the most powerful essential oils that you can do this flower herbally is is nice but the essential oils are very impactful for scar tissue it they it stimulates bone growth and stimulation it helps um, cartilage tendons ligaments it's very good for scar tissue, like I said. And it's very good for skin eruptions. And so it's just this, this little magic elixir. And I applied that topically and rubbed that over that area. And then she gave me birch essential oil. And, um, birch is, um, really powerful for pain, but it also is a bone hardener. And so they're showing that xylitol, now is one of the things that helps harden teeth um, and the enamel on our teeth which is why you're seeing more and more xylitol gum come up and xylitol is being used in toothpaste now because they're seeing such great results from it so I use this birch essential oil over the top of that every morning and every night that's what I did and I was non-weight bearing because the bone wasn't set right so um, I went back 30 days later and the the doctor walks into my room and he puts my x-ray up and I just see this big white blob and no sooner did he put it up and then he's turning to his staff than the radiologist came in you know who had taken my x-ray technician she came in with two other nurses and he looks at me and goes what did you do and I go I don't know what do you mean and he showed me he goes you have a brand new bone in 30 days you have a brand new bone what did you do and I said, I just use these essential oils. Have you ever heard of them? And he blew me off. <laughs> but for me, who had been non-weight bearing for four months, Lee, I, my head was spinning like, what, what can these do? If this can happen for this bone, what else can they do? So that really, really, really pushed me into the essential oil world. And, um, we started using them for emotional, um, help with um some kiddos that had a little bit of a difficult time focusing, um, emotional aspects of, you know, a little bit of obsessive compulsive disorder <clears throat> and then we also used it for teething, you know, and body temperature regulation and um and, and, and stopped using, we just kinda of swapped out, you know. The more I learned, the more I swapped out. Does that, and that was my journey. That's how it started.
0: Well, you know, it sounds like that you've had living proof. And I understand that because of what I went through with my son right? mm-hmm. being hit by a car is how I got into doing what I do, the Brain Performance Center. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's nice is the more I've started to research it. And, and I've, I've danced around essential oils off and on for the last 15 to 20 years. And certainly, you know, lavender is very calming and and peppermint. It's oh my gosh, it's so good for inflammation, but I've just dabbled in it, and then last fall, I got real interested and with with what was going on, and I have a son that was traveling internationally, and I was concerned as every mom would be about his immune system, and I had started talking with a lady, Kathy Murray, and she works with Doterra, and she said, "Oh my gosh, you need to look at on guard. And I'm like, on guard you know, what is that? And she explained to me that it was essential oil in a soft gel capsule that he could take that would boost his immune power. And I was like, that's amazing. Um, So that kind of reconnected me and I wanted to learn more. So what the little bit I do know tells me there's a lot of science behind it.
1: Yeah, there's a massive amount of science behind it, which is very intriguing. Um, there, Dr. Wu did a study specifically with with on guard, just the, the essential oil, um, back in 2010, and you can look this up on PubMed.gov. And um, Dr. Wu showed in this study, it's done with canines, and it was done with H1N1, the virus H1N1. And the study shows that um, on guard the the properties of these essential oils and the chemistry makeup show that it deactivates right. It stops that communication within the cell um, of the virus, making it no longer a good host for the virus. Therefore, the virus then just dies off, right? <clears throat> and so um, that's how it's boosting the immune system because basically what what essential oil science is showing is that many essential oils have this and there, you know, there's a big difference between what you're going to go get at Whole Foods and off the grocery store shelf or at the health food store. A certified peer health, you know, certified peer therapeutic grade essential oil is going to be a higher grade of essential oil. That means the chemistry has been looked at, the testing is very significant. Um, the the protocols that they do for sourcing is far different than what you'll get and that's why doTERRA is the number one essential oil company in the world and a lot of people are doing a lot of knockoffs of this but DoTERRA really has this science down and they have a lot of data and research with John Hopkins and, and, um, Hunt, you know, the Huntsman Institute in, and Utah State University as just examples. And then this study that Dr. Wu did at Oklahoma State Science Center, right? And um, so there's much of this that's happening all over the world. And essential oils aren't new to our world, but what they're finding and what these studies show is that essential oils basically have the ability because they're lipophilic, right? They're fat loving, and they're um, they this is their job, right? To to clean up the communication of the cell, so the cell is no longer vulnerable to bacteria and virus. So that's really what it's doing is it's cleaning up those receptors they communicate because they're made out of the same type of material. So um, that's why it's such fascinating science. And we're we are lipophilic fat-loving bodies, you know, and we're we're really those same properties that the plant has and the things that keep those plants safe in the in their environment is what's helping our bodies do their job. So you can't really say they're healing the body, but they allow the body to do its job and do it at peak performance. Does that make sense?
0: That does make sense. And that's really that touches on why I was so excited about having you join me on my show today because the last month, the last six weeks, has been extremely stressful for all of us. Mm -hmm. And we all know what stress does to our body. We start kicking out all that cortisol. And that cortisol can get into the gray and the white matter in the brain. And that can impact the way we process information. That can impact our decision-making. So I know that we're all, myself included, wanting to keep, you know, it's like the name of my book, Turn Your Brain On to Get Your Game On. We want to keep our game on. And we don't want to get so vulnerable with our immune system. And instead of, you know, thinking that I need to go – spray my house down with bleach, uh which which I will I have done. I do have, have used bleach, but there are other things that are more natural and that integrate into my biological being in a much more balanced state.
1: Right. I was the bleach clean Lee. I, I, I'm telling you, before um, I had children, I didn't touch bleach. It was just something that I might put into my laundry. But once I had children and I was dealing with dirty, grubby little people um, and their germs and their viruses that <laughs> I carried around all the time, and their and their cloth diapers that I was using, I um, I was the bleach queen. I didn't own a piece of clothing that didn't have at least one bleach spot on it and um i really I know I ruined my lungs um, I really harmed them, and they are scarred a little bit from you know the 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 i mean the the a bleach company person would be very, very disappointed in how I abused the bleach in my house. Um, well, they would say it was irresponsible. <laughs> they would be like using me as a poster child, but um, I was more interested in getting my laundry white you know and and keeping my home clean than I really was even at my own expense, right so when I found essential oils, I found, oh my gosh, like all I need is water and and these essential oils, and I can clean all my surfaces in my house with one with one bottle that does everything, I can help, you know, de envelope and take away all these germs off of each handle and off the phones and out of the bathroom and off the mirrors and everywhere, windows, right? It was one shot, one bottle versus like four different products that I would vacillate from well, as a mom. A so, sense. yeah.
0: You know, yeah. so you started off as a teacher and in the classroom, were you seeing just impulsivity, some some anxiety? Because Is that where you started off kind of using the, the oils to, as a calming mechanism?
1: So when I started teaching, it was um, 1994 and 1995, and what we were seeing was an onslaught of parents giving their children medication to control their behavior. Right. Oh, yeah. So that impulsivity, um, we did not have anxiety issues with kids when I was teaching. Not at all. It just it wasn't there. They were anxious over normal everyday stuff like who liked who, and I was I was a sixth grade, eighth grade, and then a high school teacher. So um, my favorite spot was that sixth grade level. I loved sixth grade and junior high. And so these kids were more concerned with who liked who and who who was talking behind their back. Right. That was the anxiety they had, and and bullying was wasn't even really an issue um, then either. So we weren't dealing with what you know the classroom is looking like today, and um, but but what I saw were children who were be, get, being given these these drugs um, because the parents were mortified that their children were misbehaving in class, you know, and they were hard to handle at home. And all kids would do their very best to do perform well at school and then go home and you know all shoots down. They were three sheets to the wind and terrible oftentimes at home and so I get it from a parent's point of view and perspective that do we beat our children into submission or do we give them a pill that helps them help, helps us cope and be kind to our children but yet you know what are we really doing and science you know as a brain um, you know, brain matter person, you understand all this conversation and what it does, but but we were just starting to kind of scathe the surface. This is when autism was just starting that we had more autistic cases coming up, right? And then I broke away from the field and became, you know, a parent myself, and that's where my focus was, and I was no longer in the um, classroom, but I was developing my own classroom at home. So... For me there, I didn't use essential oils there. For me it was all about coping mechanisms that I could offer my students away from their medication. Um, but I saw a lot of children who would, their brain would tell them, and this is why I think essential oils really made a big difference for me, like intellectually, logically, because I would have kids who would be on medication, and I would give an instruction, and 10 minutes later they would go and follow through on the instruction, and to the outside it looked like they were being very disobedient, right? Like they were getting up and sharpening their pencil when it wasn't the time. I'd given that instruction 10 minutes before that. And when I kept seeing this behavior over and over again, I was like, what is going on here? And then more research, you know, as teachers, you go through more development. What we were finding was a lot of these medications are sending delayed messages to the brain. So the child hears the instruction, but their body won't move until the receptors receive the information. Does that make sense?
0: Well, it does, and it, it kind of, it mirrors what I do. I mean, when somebody is, a lot of times parents will come in and they'll say, you know, Susie just, she can't pay attention, she can't concentrate, she has ADHD. Mm-hmm. And the more we look at what's going on in the brain with with various techniques, the more we see, she has no problem focusing. Her, right. her problem is she can't process. And if yeah. you can't process the information that you pull in, you sure as heck can't focus on it. So it does. And, and, you know, I'm, medication was never my first line of choice for my children because it never worked for me. But I'm the first to say, if you're, if you, if you're on medication and it is working for you, awesome. And that, that's 100%. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever gets you to where you need to be. But what we have found over the years, I think, is that, the more we've learned about medication is that there are side effects mm-hmm. and that they do interact with other medications differently. So I think that whole medic, that whole pharmacology has gotten a whole lot more complicated. And I think that's one reason why people are looking to be able to find more natural ways to balance right. stress. I mean, whether you're five years old or 50 years old in the last two months you have experienced stress at a level that you probably never have before and even as a child you don't understand what's going on but you pick up on your parents stress you can't go to school you can't see your friends you can't go to Sunday school that's all real stressful and I think that's that's why it's important for everybody to understand there are things that you can do that don't involve medication, that can calm that brain down, can help the body release stress. Um, it's it's amazing to me, when you calm that brain down, everything just works so much better
1: right.
0: and faster.
1: Right. That I think that when people say, you know, are you saying no to medication? Because you know, I've been I've been educating people on essential oils for the last ten almost ten years. This summer, um, September marks my ten year mark and i am absolutely for medication as long as they work the right way right and that there there's contraindications with medication just like there are essential oils but the contraindications with essential oils are nil <laughs> like you we do have we do have um oncologists um Who will tell a an essential oil user when they're going through radiation, please don't or chemotherapy, please don't use your frankincense as an example the day you have treatment, Um, because they are seeing that you know in their mind it looks like it's not as effective, but the but they don't have the data and the research, so they're just kindly asking to please stop this during these two you know during your treatment days, then go back to it as normal, and. And so what I want to preface here is that this isn't an either or, but it can be, it's this coming together, right? It's complementary. Um, modalities that we 're really bringing in, and this is where the conversation has changed for us, right, just like you just said, Lee. The conversation is now what can what can we do so we 're seeing more med- um, meditation occurring we 're looking at essential oils, like what does the aromatherapy do to calm the brain and you know the amygdala is our is our first center to the whole limbic system, right it is the one thing so that aroma immediately attaches itself to the whole response system to the body in the nervous system and so the use of essential oils what i always tell people is essential oils are your secret weapon to calming the the limbic system calming the, the body and the mind to be able to allow you to actually make a logical decisions that you puts you in control of your own emotions and your actions and your choices. And you can it's a complementary way to be able to do this, whether you're using them aromatically, topically or internally. Um and, and, and the bottom line is we've got a lot of healthcare professionals that are sitting out there right now who are probably like, ah, you know, don't, don't, don't. But before we move on, I just want to say, you know, to all the medical people out there, that is not the conversation. We are, we really want to be able to make sure that they have great medical training and that I don't have. What I have is mom experience. What I have is life experience and personal experience. But just, in, in simplifying this process for everyone that doesn't have this medical background, we can just go back to that biology 101. And let's just say that your fist is your cell. So if you look at your fist, you know, put it into a fist and pull those fingers in. Um, we know that cells have this oily membrane, right? Cells are, have oily membranes, and the cell membrane is there to protect the cell. Right? It keeps all the good things in and all the bad things out. Now, two things that are harmful to our cells are bacteria and viruses, which is what we've been experiencing with this um, situation that we're in. Bacteria usually forms on the outside of the cell, and the viruses duplicate that DNA on the inside of the cell. So all you have to remember is that bacteria on the outside of the cell and viruses are on the inside of the cell. Okay, so when you, so let's say when you go to the doctor with a bacterial infection, right? um, What he would recommend or she would recommend is to give you what? An antibiotic. And after you take the antibiotic for seven to ten days, in most cases, it might clear up the infection, but it often comes with, you know, wreaking havoc on the gut, the hormones, or the immune system. Not always, but it it can. And that's what we're seeing, and that's what baffles a lot of doctors is how in pharmacology, right? They're like, how can we get rid of this? Um, And with viruses, with the cold or the flu, they would say, go home, drink a lot of water, get rest, you know, let it run its course. Um, And this is the reason, because most modern recommendations are water-based synthetic medications, and frequently they come with a lot of side effects or addictions, which is what we saw in the case when I was starting, you know, to teach. Um, we were seeing the the side effects. We saw them 15, 20 years later, the addiction to those medications for attention, just as an example, right? So So people didn't know people like you, Lee, who were working with the brain and helping parents understand, this is what's happening with the brain, this is where we're not processing. Those things were so on the fringe and just coming about, but they came about because of people like you who started asking different
0: questions. Right. You're right, you're exactly right. They came about, because part of it is that gut-brain connection, and I've heard the gut being called the second brain. And I talk about that in my book, Turn Your Brain On To Get Your Game On, the importance of understanding that gut-brain connection.
2: a dentist invented the first electric chair? Just thinking about going to the dentist makes me feel like I'm headed for death row. What's a word for the fear of a dentist? Odontophobia. Bruxomania is another word for the compulsive grinding of one's teeth. Early toothbrushes were twigs with frayed ends. Toothpaste in a tube was made available to the public in 1892 and was called Dr. Scheffel's Cream Dentifrice. Now Americans buy 14 million gallons of toothpaste every year. In Mexico, the tooth fairy is called the tooth mouse. Half of all Americans say that a smile is the first thing they notice about a person. It's easy to spot a person with a fake smile, otherwise known as an exodusius. It's down. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
3: When it comes to your health, it's important to stay on top of your numbers. You need to know what your cholesterol numbers are, along with your blood sugar and blood pressure, another number that's vital to be aware of is your waist circumference. Abdominal fat not only looks bad, but more importantly it is criminal because it may release excess fatty acids or hormones that encourage inflammation which are dangerous to your arteries. The fatty acids can contribute to insulin problems and plaque buildup. Keeping excess body fat at a minimum is important, but it's essential to keep fat off of your belly. Measure your waist circumference and be sure it's below 35 inches. Be diligent to exercise daily and eat good, healthy, low-fat foods to keep all excess body fat at bay. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
0: Conversation over essential oils, and I've learned a lot just in in our thirty minute of talk. But, you know, today we're all so self-conscious about what we can do to take care of ourself. And self-care is so important. Self-care is self-love. And I think that we haven't paid enough attention to that. And it takes time and it takes energy. And there's some goodness in the last four to six weeks we've had to slow down. And we've given ourselves a little bit of time to, to take care of ourselves. And, you know, so many companies are doing amazing things. They're putting free product out there. The, I'm doing a listening program that the Advanced Spring Technology offered for the month of April for free. And there's so much goodness out there. And I think we're all trying to take care of each other. And I know that Delterra is starting a new study. And that study actually, what, they hope with people that participate, which I'm going to be one of those, is I'll have a better idea on how to deal with stress and anxiety. And, you know, usually my my anxiety is pretty low, but I have to be honest in the time of st- the amount of stress that we've been in. My business has been closed. Um, you know, my I don't have a normal anymore. I can't go to the gym. I can't work out there. I can't go to church. So I think everybody's stress is a little bit higher, and I think that we all need to learn some more coping skills and even be able to pick up on our stress because self-awareness is something that I don't know about you, but when I get stressed out, my self-awareness just kind of shuts down. So tell us a little bit more about what that study is.
1: Perfect. Well, this study, I just want to clarify that this study is actually not doTERRA based. It's actually my study that I put together for my customers and clients as, as a, um, as a, as a life coach and as a business owner because my community has been begging for me to please, can you do something for the stress levels we're under? We really need some more coping skills, and what do you have to offer us in this in this complementary care facility? So this is my study that I'm running um, with with my customers and my customer base, right? Which is where you fall under, Lee, and I. Um, it's designed very specifically to help people address um, their stress levels. And using essential oils um, as as a as a way to be able to help manage that right and help help the body and the mind start to come together so that we can make better choices as individuals and i this this um, essential oil blend that we're basing this from is called adaptive right and it's adaptive a d a p t i v there's no e at the end but what 's beautiful about this I have to tell you a little bit about um, about the way my mind works. I am a chronic, like, I never worry about much. Um, I have my own little, you know, like I worry about my kids and their safety and whatnot, but I'm not a chronic worrier. I always have that disposition of life is going to work out for me. Um, everything comes out in my favor, you know, that's just my disposition. But a lot of us don't have that. And so I just never felt like, I really ever had stress. Even when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it was like, okay, this is an event in my life. It's happening. Um, What caused it? You know, what? where where do I go from here? How am I going to? What choices am I going to make that are going to be long-term beneficial for me? But it was not ever like my whole life was going to end in that moment, right? Was it life-changing? Of course. But for me, that was the first time that I started realizing, like, um, my body is under stress. So I turned to yoga as and meditation as a way to to look at the way that my body was under stress. Even though I was an essential oil lover and user, it I never correlated the, the combination, still even at that point, right? And what happened when I used this essential oil, this essential oil blend is very specific to, to helping people support their body and their mind and their whole intellect. Um, through the use of this combination of essential oils in this blend. And it helps them have more focus. It helps them have less depression and anxiety and the experiences from that. But what it did for me personally was it helped me identify when I was stressed. Right?
0: And that's so important because, you know, with five kids, I only had two. But it was important enough is that if I could catch myself before, before I got stressed out and I didn't raise my voice or, you know, I didn't holler unnecessarily, mm-hmm. life was mm-hmm. so much more peaceful. And as the mom, I always felt like that was my job. I need to be the one to pick up on this. And. I can't say that I did as as well as I would have liked to
1: have. Right. Well, yeah, it's always hindsight's always 2020 with parenting, right? <laughs> with everything. Um, right, right. And so what happens now for me when I use this product is I realize, "Oh, I've got to slow down. I'm not actually feeling very well. I'm able to check in more and be more cognizant of exactly how I'm feeling." And what's beautiful is doTERRA just um, coordinated with Chirp, and they've been in a research project with them for a long time that no one knew about. And Chirp, um, they just did this adaptive app, which is amazing, and it discovers the magic of the of mind well um, wellness through guided meditation, daily journaling, and biofeedback metrics with the voice and it's designed to help us stay balanced and mindful, and and it works hand-in-hand with the doTERRA adaptive products, and so there's a soft gel, and then there's a roller bottle that you can use, and then there's another essential oil blend you can put in your diffuser to diffuse in your home, and those are just all the tools that you need to elevate your life, and so it's really, really come a long way to be this voice-activated, in fact, I've two days doing my voice activation, it asked me to read these sentences like "The grass is green on the hillside." you know and they're just different things, and then you have to do a check in where you pick smiley faces and answer a few questions, and it tracks how you're feeling right and um, and then guides you through a guided meditation specific to your needs that day. It's pretty clever.
0: very clever. And so, how long will this track? Do you do this for a, a month or do you do this for six months or?
1: Well, the bio, the, the, this app, the adaptive app, um, is, there's a couple of different ways that people are, are having um, the opportunity to use this. And so, the app is um, a one year uh, access to it, you know, premium access to it. For a hundred dollars, there's a special um, one for fifty dollars, and then you can get all the adaptive products along with the app for one hundred and fifty dollars and that so it just depends on who's it what situation in their life, right like if they just want that, but it specifically tells you what essential oils to use during that time, and that's the brilliant part about it. Um, if somebody's needing that kind of support. But it's so been
0: great. Anybody that uses doTERRA products as part of their, their family life through their, whoever they work with would be able to get this app and use this app?
1: Yeah, they should. They should contact the person that's been working with them with doTERRA and say, hey, I heard about this on this radio show today, and I learned a little bit more about this adaptive product. Can you tell me more about how to get this app? And if you're a customer of DoTerra already, you can also um, log into your customer account, and there's information in there. Or you can call DoTerra at one 8151 and you can talk to those representatives right away and ask more questions about that as well.
0: So there's all kinds of ways to get the information if you're if if that's something you're interested mm-hmm. in. So. This study that you're doing, this is your study. It's just this utilizing is my study.
1: Yes, using these products, um, the adaptive capsules and the adaptive um, roller touch, and it's a five-day study. And in that five-day study, there's an intake form, and the intake form just really gives you um, a sense of where you're starting off from, and what what you're doing, right? And the people that do this will walk away with um, new techniques for dealing with their stress and anxiety and perhaps depression, if that's where they find them, possible new modalities to be able to assist them, navigate the stress in their life, and learn new coping skills. And you know, in your business, coping skills are everything for us, right, Lee? or the lack of coping skills. Right. And, <laughs> right. The need for them. Right. But we know that that's really what helps us as human beings. When we learn coping skills, we become happier, more adjusted people. Right.
0: We do. And, but we all have different coping skills. And, and I think it's, very interesting to find, have a, a whole array of different coping skills. When I talk, that's one of the main things I talk with people. You know, we'll doing neurofeedback, and you begin to create some change in the brain. Mm-hmm. And then we pull in some cognitive behavioral therapy to creating some change on the conscious level. And those coping skills are really a big part of it. But there's not one that fits, that works for everybody. Right. Right. Some people are are very much in tune to their sense of smell. And I can tell you this, the um, I've been in ICU twice with brain injury, and after the first brain injury, I lost my sense of smell. And when I came out of ICU, got out of the hospital, they told me that you've lost your sense of smell, and you probably won't get it back, and it's because of the direct connection, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, I had twin boys that were two years old, and I said, well, if I have to lose a sense, thank goodness it's my smell. What if I couldn't see or what if I couldn't hear? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I thought, okay, this is no big deal. But as life went on, you know, I want you to stop and close your eyes and think about last Thanksgiving. I can't remember who was there wearing what, but I can tell you one thing. When I walked in that kitchen, what I, the smell was amazing. And there's more emotional memory connected with your sense of smell than any other sense. Right. So th- the good news was, is that after I started doing neurofeedback, I did get my sense of smell back. And so I have such a, a greater sense of appreciation of that after losing it for about 10 years um, and understanding. So for me, you know, sense of smell is really important for other people. It may not be as, as much, and that's the point with coping skills is that the more we know about, I mean, you had five kids. I'd be willing to bet you didn't use the same thing on all five of them.
1: Mm-mm. No. Not it doesn't not. look
0: like. right. So with, with looking forward, you know, it's a five-day study. What's your hypothesis um, for the study? But-
1: my hypothesis is that everybody that uses this is going to uh, be able to identify their their triggers better. I believe that they're going to be able to calm themselves a lot faster and find, um, find a way to navigate whatever they're feeling or experiencing at that moment, and they're going to find themselves in more control. Um, and people like me are going to be able to identify, aha, I need to go for a walk or I need to just sit down and be still or I need to go and meditate right now because my body is telling me that I, I am, I'm, I'm really kind of getting to the point where I'm a little bit, I'm out of control or I'm going to get out of control very quickly.
0: So how does your body talk to you? What do you feel when you feel like you're going to get out of control?
1: Um, I feel myself getting very agitated very quickly. So the fuse gets really short for me and a little exacerbated. Um, so that's one of my first triggers that I start to find myself getting super short with people, um, you know, things running through my head like, are you kidding me? Do you have to be that stupid? I don't verbalize it, but it's going through my head. Um Through conversations, right? That I'm having with other people, like, can you not see that this is X, Y, and Z, right? When I start finding that that's my immediate response in my mind, I think, okay, right, something's not right here. (laughs) You're not straight. So what do you need to do to get straight? And then I have to, then I stop. When I stop and look at that, I'm like, okay, what's going on, um, with me emotionally? How much sleep did I get last night? Okay, it wasn't enough. Number one. Number two, um, what have I done for myself today? Did I go for a walk? How long did I move my body? Um, what what kinds of things did I put into place to have a successful day, right, and be able to cope with whatever was – that mantra should, is not something that we should really be having going through our mind, calling people stupid and thinking that they're, you know, lack of whatever, whatever, like right? That's just not a normal response. That's a emotional response to you're tired, you're fatigued, you're stressed. So that's the first way it does for me. The second way is my body doesn't necessarily feel tired, but I go into hyperdrive of I've got to finish this project. I've got to get on top of X, Y, Z. I become a compulsive cleaner, and then I'm nitpicking, right? Like who didn't take out the garbage? Why is there stuff on the counter? You know, the things that I can physically control in my environment because I'm feeling out of control. Does that make sense? it does make sense
0: and you know so many people will come in. they'll tell me that they they feel it in their body they when they they'll start breathing those short choppy breaths, or maybe they'll feel a little bit you know their stomach will get a little agitated or if they stand up too fast they'll get a little dizzy or maybe their hands get a little sweaty so you know some people feel it cognitively in their mind Mm -hmm. some people feel it in their body but Regardless of how you feel it, I think you're making such an important point is that when we do feel it,
1: mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. need to
0: stop and recognize it and oh, sometimes God. I feel like you know i'm I'm my own my own mental health warden so how are you doing today, Lee? You know getting a little grumpy over there mm-hmm. um, but But when I do recognize that and call myself on it, then I can kind of laugh about it. Let it go. Um,
1: Right. Well, and what I find is when I find myself getting out of position and I use an essential oil because it's readily available. I can quickly grab it. I can quickly apply it. I can quickly put it in my diffuser. I can rub my hands together, put it over my nose, get it into my limbic system. What I find is I become more jovial. I become happier. I become like a little child. I I don't take things as seriously. It's in my disposition to be, like, to the point I'm an activator, I'm a strategist. I You know, even though I have a belief in society and I like to connect the dots, I'm still this very high-achieving, like, that's in my DNA. So I just want to get things done the most efficient way. And, you know, with five children, it's not going to be the most efficient way. there's going to be a hundred different ways we're going to do it and you send Jeffrey out to go take the garbage out and he's going to go around the barn and down into the pasture and then finally eventually maybe make it to the garbage dump area um in the barn and then come back right but it might take him 20 minutes to do it you know going back to family circus that's I always think of that with my kids and um and it just helps me be more relaxed, to be truthful. and that's I think that's why I really love using essential oils um, and and herbs and um, these biofeedback tools because they give me the immediate you know ability to take care of myself right then and there. and I don't have to take a substance, meaning like I don't need to pour myself a drink, you know I don't drink anyways, but That is a coping skill that many people do to be able to calm themselves or numb themselves. And smoking wasn't a way for me to ever, that wasn't, those weren't things that I ever was going to do. And I wasn't in a disposition to do, but those, that's what people do. They grab those things that are quick fix. For me, it's become, you know, herbs and it's become Essential oils, they're quick, they're easy, and they're non addictive. If there is any addiction, it's to the happiness that comes afterwards and the calming that comes afterwards, which who wouldn't want to be addicted to that? Um, sign me up. Put me in, coach. So,
0: <laughs> you know, I, I have my favorite. My favorite is motivation. Mm. And that I just, that makes, I understand when you say it makes you happy. Because when I put that on my wrist and I rub them together and I, I inhale that, it truly makes me happy. Do you, have, do, you, do you have a happy spot within the oil range?
1: Oh, I do. Wild orange is my very favorite. Um, that's also part of our study is adaptive with wild orange. And I, I love those citrus oils. Um, they, they calm me. Right, For some people, it brings happiness For me, it just is calming. It immediately sends me to a happy place so i'm a, I'm a citrus girl, um, Clementine, tangerine, wild orange, all of those in that grapefruit kind of um, but those are that's my go-to and then adaptive has become my favorite. i really serenity was another one. I used that for years to help me stop the mantra in my head be- as I was going to sleep. You know, all the things that I should have been doing that I didn't get done, the things that are on my list for tomorrow, you know, that's the stuff that I used to go to sleep with, and I would wake up and then I would be stirring on it. And once I started using Serenity, the blend um, of essential oil or the capsule, that stopped immediately, immediately, and vetiver that's one of my very favorites, I have to say. Anything with vetiver in it is super grounding. It smells like a dirty root. Not a dirty root. I don't think dirt smells dirty. But it has that earthy smell. So it's very earthy. Like you just dug up the earth in the middle of the forest and I love it. It's very grounding.
0: Well, it sounds like you have quite a few that you... <laughs>
1: I do and you do you know I think the one thing if someone's wanting to make this kind of a a jump in their lifestyle right maybe they've like you said I loved your wording I danced around essential oils all these years you know and and it, these are so complementary to your career and your field of practice and expertise Um, it'll be interesting to see how you start to infuse these into that practice but when someone's wanting to, they're listening to this and they're thinking, oh, well, what if, what if I were to start using a few of these? The one thing that I would say is be consistent. Create a little morning routine that you, that involves setting yourself up for success. So you, Lee, said, I love Motivate. So Motivate should be one of those go-to things. You start off immediately in the morning and then there's going to be those things in the middle of the day, the pick-me-up, like peppermint and wild orange or peppermint, frankincense, and wild orange are all so beautiful for that middle of the day 3 o'clock slump that some of us feel. And it gets you through the evening. But then when it's time to wind down and we need to relax and we need to get a really restful sleep and we really need that well-being, to be at peak performance, there's another essential oil routine and herbal routine that you can jump into to create that space. And I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice I would give anybody who's jumping into this. Have an essential oil routine and a, and a practice in your daily schedule that allows you to wake up and get, in, get started in the day with a good intention, keep you motivated in the day, and help you Prepare for rest and um, and and end your day.
0: Well, you know you're you're right. It is a lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. Instead That's of getting up and and to into the coffee pot to get going, turn turn to. For me, it would be motivate. Um, right. But it is a lifestyle choice, and it's so much easier just to, to do what you've been doing, and or to oh you know I'll just grab that can of soda. Um, which I don't drink soda, but for a lot of people, they want a quick jolt, and that gives it to them. And when you think about it, at the end of the day, what is what could be more healthy than the flowers and the herbs? I mean, there's not much. I can't think of anything that could be a whole lot healthier, can you?
1: No, no, not at all. And non-addictive. Like, I mean, we've got to go back to that addiction, right? Those caffeinated drinks are very addicting and very difficult. Nicotine is very addictive and very difficult to get rid of. So I think those are the, that's the conversation change that we're seeing, right? Especially after being quarantined the way that we have. We've got people who are asking different questions now and, and looking at their patterns of behavior and, I think it's important to keep that conversation rolling. Well, I agree
0: with you and, and I have to look at my behavior. I used to get up every morning at four forty five AM, get to the gym, and then be in my office by nine. And I was we were joking this morning, was joking with my husband, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to go back to that four forty five. Right? Um, I I think I'm ready to make some lifestyle changes mm-hmm. and that do me. That served me well, right? And I, I feel so grateful and thankful for the for the time that we've had because I do think, and everybody has an opinion, but I think this we all needed to take a time to slow down and have you know because faith brings you hope and whatever it is you believe in, you you know whatever your religion is or your lack of religion or, or whatever. I think that this time has made me feel like, be grateful, be thankful, and keep and have faith. Because faith really does give me hope. And one thing I know, this time shall pass. You know, we've got about one minute left. And if somebody wanted to learn more about your study, um, maybe even wanted to participate in it, is there a way they could reach out to you?
1: Yeah, go ahead and... And on email, info at oils, O-I-L-S, the number two, and then go, the word go, G-O, dot com. So it's info at oils to go dot com. And in the subject, put I'm interested in the study. And then we're good to go. I think that's how they can do. Or they can reach out to you. Um, either way, it works for us. Okay.
0: And again, if they're interested in the product Adaptive, they can get that through any doTERRA associate or someone they've worked with. Um and you know, I just have to say thank you. Thank you so much for today. I have I've learned so much and I've I've decided I'm going to make a little lifestyle change. Good. I, I'm excited. I think I'm going to start starting every single one of my days with a little motivate.